Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Okay, I am so excited for today's podcast because I have with me Lisa Flum. Lisa, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for and having me. I have actually had her before, so this is an encore visit. Encore. Yes, she and Joshua um, were on the podcast, and Joshua Flum, so it was, uh, Lisa and Josh Flum, and it was really good. It was about your marriage and how you met and some mm-hmm. things about Flum Films, and yes. it was really good, so it thanks for doing that. It was really fun. And you and I were at a baby shower, and you came and said you would be willing to share a little bit more about your story a little bit more about you and mm-hmm. I think that's nice because whenever you have a couple it's about them totally which God does that but mm-hmm. so let me just run these by you because this is the way I start the podcast always so don't overthink just okay. rapid fire okay would you say your coffee tea uh well coffee now because my husband got me into it <laughs> so he is dude. like he's a snob he's a coffee <laughs> s- I can tell I can say that about him <laughs> no, that's right okay dog cat either neither neither morning bird or night owl uh morning bird would you say books or movies I don't like movies. Okay, so books, it is by default. <laughs> yes. Silence or music? Um, depends on the mood. Right, that makes sense. Okay, would you say you're leaned in or laid back? Laid back. Shower or bath? Definitely shower. Okay, driver or passenger? Passenger. Okay, eat at home or dine out? Um, I love to cook, but I also love food that I can't cook. You yeah. know what I mean? I want, to, I want to do both. Yeah, the way it was prepared. Yep. Introvert or extrovert? Um, introvert. Okay. Yeah. I would think I'd say most, we're similar in some of these things for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I just, first of all, before we get into your story, I just um, want to ask you, is there somebody in your life that you would consider the real deal? They mm-hmm. were just who they were, authentically who they were, and how did it affect you? Is it like super cliche to say my husband? No. He is, from the moment I met him, he is Josh Flom, and he is who God created him to mm-hmm. be, and it's been really fun to walk alongside him to see his giftings kind of like bloom that sounds really like cliche but he it's just so fun and Mm -hmm. he encourages Mm -hmm. me and a dreamer spirit that I feel like was dormant in me and um yeah he just really he just really leads us really well he he brought that out of you so it was in Mm -hmm. there and I would say Josh is the epitome of story he's always been interested in story whether it's written or video and telling it Mm -hmm. not just to tug at the heartstrings but it does too because he's like a feeler Totally. Okay, so I um, am honored to have you. I just want you to know that (laughs) you love easily and you love first. Not everybody does. And so I just want you to know you love without condition and it's noticeable. And you you see people. Some people feel invisible in a room, but you either ask the right question or just let people know that their uh, presence is known. And because you're not like this big extrovert, you find the people and just Mm -hmm. talk in little clusters. And that's very important. It's very intimate. So thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So when we were talking back at that baby shower, you said you were willing to tell a little bit more about your story. And let's just deep dive into that. And Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me maybe the beginning of what created some things that you're willing to share like sure. if you can think of a moment yeah. and then it's a little bit about your relationship with food right and yes. the things that happen so we're kind of mm-hmm. going there today so totally and I'll direct some things but just tell us what maybe if you could remember the origin or something that started yeah definitely yeah. so in 2013 my ex-husband left me and that was the beginning of a really confusing journey mm. um, I would say for about five years trying to really find 
my identity, my worth, and a lot of that um, kind of stemmed out through what I, how I viewed food and my relationship with food, which is really interesting. So um, from the I would say 2013 to 2018 was probably a a big struggle, a five-year struggle with an eating disorder and came out basically undiagnosed the whole time. Okay. And just kind of the struggle with counting calories, Mm. just consumed with uh, like thoughts about what I would eat. Is my exercise going to cancel? Like just like consuming. The mathematics of it even. A hundred percent. And it was just, Mm. just this really hard journey and I think a lot of it just stemmed out of this need to feel loved and approved by people and just because my husband left me I felt like there was this longing for people to love me because I I felt so unlovable at the time right because the only person that I really loved had left and that I was like kind of scrambling to be like okay and the only thing I could control was my food yeah, that's what I was going to ask. The control piece. Like, this is out of control. Yes. And this has happened to me now. Yeah. So now what do I do? So I think it it started with the fact that, obviously, when you go through something traumatic, um, it's really typical to have um, a really low appetite, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're kind of walking through this. You're figuring it out. And I remember when I started to, like, gain my appetite back, mm-hmm. but I was really liking the way that I looked. Okay. So I, I can, when I look back, I can kind of see how it birthed Yeah. because I didn't want to gain it back. And then that's when the con- the control started. And then everyone who came around me always said, you look so great, Lisa. Mm. You look so, so good. And that kind of fed into that as well of like, oh my gosh, like my appetite's back, but like I, I need this this approval. I need to find a husband or someone who's going to love me and I have to be skinny. Wow. And like, so it was really interesting because looking back, I can see that defining moment of when it started to be a a problem. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So do you feel like if you were to look at a picture now, do you feel like you can say that was a low weight or was it Mm -hmm. both the body and just your mind. So I think a lot of people, when they think of anorexia, they think of the extreme, mm-hmm. right? They think of the the woman that is literally skin and bones yeah. and she is like, it's so obvious. But there's so many people that have an unhealthy relationship with food that look normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was smaller than I had ever been, but I was obsessing more than I had ever been in my whole entire life. I would get on the scale every morning, and if it if that number was um, over 125, I mean, my whole day was, like... Yeah. ruined. Ruined. And it would go into this... It's just this this cycle of, yeah. like, okay, I need to eat five... My, my realistic goal was I need to eat 500 calories today. Oh, my. Like, that's what I wanted. And that's impossible no, for a yeah, body, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm setting myself up. Yeah. For failure. Yeah. And then I'm... I'm. How did you decide that number? I just made it just up. Just random. Okay. Just made it up. Um, so then I would count out all of my calories, right, all day. I would walk around the lake twice to cancel everything out that I, you know, went yep. past yep. that 500. Yep. And inevitably, inevitably binge because my body was so hungry. Right. And then I would feel bad and the next day I would restrict yeah. again. Yeah. So it was like this restricting, binging, restricting, binging... Which makes sense because my body was, was hungry, uh-huh. and but at the time, 
you're just like, you're consumed. And like, I couldn't get out of it. And I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I was just, I was just control. I was just watching what I was eating. I'm being healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really easy, I think, in this day um, to cover it up yes. with health. Yes. Um, Did anybody ever approach you? Did anybody ever challenge you? Or was it not, do you know what I mean? Like, what you're thinking or, no. No, I was pretty private yeah, about okay. it. I think that some people would see, like, me in a binge so, like, if there's food in front of me that I started eating, I couldn't control it because I was so hungry. Yeah. So, like, maybe at, like, a Bible study where there was yeah. a ton of food or, like, a 4th of July party, mm-hmm. that would be my binge. Mm-hmm. And maybe people would have, like, seen that. Yeah. Um, like, wow, she's really eating a lot. <laughs> yeah. But no one ever approached me about it. I actually um, started seeing a counselor to work through um, my divorce, and she recognized it in me, and that's when... She actually sent me to a specialist. Okay, um, that focused on um, eating disorders. So when you found help, mm-hmm. did you were you denying it at first, or did you kind of go like, "No, I know I need this"? Or I remember so vividly, I had to make a call to at this place. It's called the Melrose Center, and it's in um, it's in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Okay, and I had to call and check myself in, and they had a list of questions to go through. I remember answering them, and I remember in my head vividly saying, it's not that bad. I, this Mm. is for people who are sick. Like it's not that bad. And I, I hung up and I didn't enroll myself and it was literally, I think it was like the Holy spirit or something inside me was like, isn't that what Satan wants you to think? Wow. Like he wants you to live in this bondage. It's Mm -hmm. not that bad, Lisa. Mm -hmm. And I remember that vivid like experience and be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is like, I need to do this. And yeah. even if it's like not that bad, I still need help. Mm-hmm. Like I can't control like where my mind at in my relationship with food. Yeah. And the cycle in itself, you don't know how would you ever get out. It may not be exactly. that bad, but when would it end or yeah. could it end? Or did you feel powerless to make it end? You know what I'm saying? And it just, it gets worse. Like slowly, mm-hmm. like it starts mm-hmm. out. Okay. You're just like, you know, watching you're having vegetables instead of yeah. carbs and then, like, it just it just crept in more and more and more. And it's funny because if you... A lot of food bloggers mm. that are really popular, mm-hmm. it stems out of um, having an eating disorder. Really? And that's, that's, and that's what you do or did, right? I did. I had a food blog because yeah. I wanted to control everything that I ate. Okay. And it was a way for me... I was so obsessed with food. Yeah. And it was just a way for me to to make what I wanted to make that was healthy Mm -hmm. and to share it. But secretly it was just me controlling everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. What might help another person might actually be hindering in the prison for another. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? Like it is good. Healthy things are healthy things. Yes. But for you, it became a focus, which if you think about it, it's not wrong to think about food. God gave us all things to enjoy. But he also wants us to think about our relationship with him and mm-hmm. what he's giving us in a day and yeah. what might be on the horizon for our future instead of like, oh, my next meal is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's keeping you stuck. hundred percent. Keeping you stuck. And as I was walking through the kind of the recovery journey, my first appointment, I had, I did the, the whole assessment. The mm-hmm. doctor mm-hmm. came in 
and I had a what they called an AV1 heart block. Okay. Um, and I don't know a lot about that, but it was enough to scare me. Okay. <laughs> um, for me to be like, I need to take this seriously. Right. So the doctor really wanted me to do inpatient care. So be checked into a hospital. They control all your meals and do all that. And I left and I prayed about it and I decided to do outpatient care. Okay. So I saw um, a counselor on a regular basis, a nutritionist on a regular basis, and as soon as I started experiencing some of these things when you work through recovery of like allowing yourself just a bite of something so it doesn't consume you, you're not, you're not restricting. Mm -hmm. So you're able Mm -hmm. to take a bite to enjoy it. And then you can say, I've had enough. It's little things like that that are so obvious that I did not even understand. And just working through the fact that my body is in survival mode. And if I need to feed it properly, um, it's called intuitive eating. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's no. um, basically a scale from one, I'm ravenous, okay. to ten, I'm like so full I can't even move. Yep. Yep. So you would never want yourself to get to like a seven or an eight on the scale because then you'll overeat. Right. So it's it's planning out, okay, I, I feel like I'm a four right now. I probably should have a bar because lunch is two hours away and yep. I don't want to overeat and then I don't want to start that cycle yep. of. Yep. So it's just like tools that they gave wow. me. But on top of that, more than anything, it really was my relationship with Jesus. And it was Galatians 5.1 that literally pulled me through for freedom. Christ has set you free. Don't submit, therefore, for, to a yoke of slavery. Right. And God designed me to walk in freedom. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, need, I don't need to submit to anything other than right. his leadership. Right. And, like... Christ died. Right. So I didn't have to, I don't have to live this way. No. And no. I think that was one of the verses that I, to this day, rocks me because it's like, he wants us to be free. Right. In every way. In every way. And in every area. And this can apply to so many things in life. I was just what, say. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right. And for me, it was freedom from food and freedom from thoughts and freedom from this approval. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I was ultimately seeking. Yeah. Through, um, through my control of food, but how did you come to the Galatians five? I just was reading through Galatians yeah. Yeah. and it literally stopped me in my tracks yeah. and just think of that, like that first part of that verse is beautiful. And just to know that he, he literally died right to free us, to free us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so often we can be self bound, mm-hmm. right? That's why I think there's even the healing of, do you want to get well? He had to yeah. say to the guy, because Maybe people want to, st- or, or it feels so familiar. I'm yeah. so used to this though, yeah. but this is my life or I don't think I could be free. And the picture of a yoke too, yes. right? And yeah. like knowing that like I'm willingly submitting to holding and, and carrying my sin. Yeah. When Jesus is like, excuse me. Yeah. Like I did this for you. Like yeah. let me take right. your place. Right. I died for this. Right. And I think that is such a clear picture of how much he loves us. Yeah. That he doesn't he doesn't want us to live bound yeah. to sin, and yeah, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful, and I'm I'm working on a book right now on our identity, awakening to who we really are in Christ. Right, mm-hmm. I believe it's going to be called Arise Shine, but awakening to who we really are is that whole thing of I don't have to carry this, yeah, because he carried it that yoke piece or. Mm-hmm. This is really something that he died for. This isn't mine to carry. Mm-hmm. He wants it back. Yeah. He died for it. He should get his full reward mm-hmm. of what he paid for. Yeah. You know, I, I, I use the illustration of going through 
like a drive-through, and during the pandemic, you would always look in the bag because you don't want to have to go back and go, "You forgot my fries or yeah. whatever." Right? <laughs> yeah. He should get everything he paid for. Yeah, and he pr- paid for people's relationship mm-hmm. with food. He paid for the freedom yes. that they don't have to be in bondage to it. He paid for people's addictions to things, people's mm-hmm. um, fear of man, approval, whatever it is. You know, mm-hmm. addictions don't have to be gambling, pornography. You know, heroin. Totally. It can be you're stuck. Yeah, and I freed you. Yeah, and I want you to give it back to me because I paid for it. Exactly. It's mine, and I should get everything I paid for in my bag. Of you know, but it's okay. So what's beautiful is it's for freedom that he set you free. And then your identity isn't uh, defined by food or Mm -hmm. people's approval. But what was another hump that got you? I feel like God almost used the food to free you. Yeah. Right. That was the vehicle to freedom. Mm -hmm. So who would you say Lisa is today? What is something that defines you? I mean, I would say Rachel's a child of the most high God. You know, that kind of thing. What's a deep truth of your identity? It's a great question. I mean, I think I said this in the first podcast, but I mean, my whole journey for this five years was me literally just in a beautiful dress as a little girl twirling, being like, daddy, daddy, like notice me, look at me, like Mm -hmm. love me, approve of me. Mm -hmm. And I was so, I was searching for that in other people. Sure. And I felt like. I need I needed to be a certain or look a certain way or be a certain weight in order to find that love mm-hmm. that I was so desperate for. And it's just like that five year journey of, of God being like, I am yeah. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I never give you a husband, if I never give you a family, your life is a reflection of me mm-hmm. and that's enough. And I it took me five years to actually believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and walking through that. And I do. And deep down in my guts, I do believe that if everything was stripped away. Yeah. And it's scary because you don't want to say that out loud. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't mean you want it. N- right. But you would make it through it with him because exactly. that's who you are. Exactly. And he confirmed that you are the beloved. Mm-hmm. You get to just be loved. Yeah. At the beginning of the day, before you've done anything to prove anything, yeah. he just loves you. And I think it's that, like, that striving I felt so much in that five years of like, I need to to be a certain weight. I need to eat a certain way. And it's just like this constant clawing and striving when God was like, I've freed you. Like you don't need to strive. You're, you're my child Mm -hmm. and you're, and I love you just the way you are, no matter what weight you are. And, and the, the mirage that it is to see it out there and think you're going to attain it. Yes. And one day maybe yes. So then you knew you could, you ate the right 500 calories for that day. But then the next day there's self-loathing or condemnation because the cycle of I didn't. I stepped yeah. on the scale and I was more or I did. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the, oh, yeah. that's the punishment cycle mm-hmm. rather than the freedom cycle. A hundred percent. So many. Okay. So Lisa, what would you say to people like that are listening or to Rachel in a way who's had this relationship with food that changed because my husband went through heart surgery or whatever. Yeah. People are bound in small ways. They don't even know they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I think that we kind of go like real law driven with yeah. food. And then I believe the law and grace are both part of the way God works mm-hmm. because he gives us self-control. Mm-hmm. So instead of somebody telling you, no, you can only have this amount, that intuitive eating says, oh, I'm full, yeah. right? So that's, or grace. Like some people have been like, this is my cheat day. Yeah. When they say that, I kind of giggle because what that is is the pendulum is swinging, yeah. right? So what would you say to people just to keep them aware maybe of, yeah. or do you have thoughts um, just for the general public out there, I think we're so inundated by how we look, mm-hmm. um, people's approval. Yeah. When you get God's likes on your Instagram, 
right now. You get God's likes on your on your future. You like right. he, you, you don't need to look to man because it it pales in comparison to mm-hmm. really know what he said. But do you have any like thoughts or maybe pitfalls or warnings or I, I don't even know exactly what I'm asking. Let me. Think. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I would say these are the things that have really helped me. Yeah, I don't know if that generally would help. Yeah, other what are some people, nuggets that you could right? say? This was so I I personally can never do any sort of diet mm-hmm. like a whole thirty mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. anything that restricts a certain mm-hmm. because I know I would get back in a cycle. So it's yep. it's putting like boundaries up, right? Mm-hmm. I personally since twenty thirteen have never looked at a number on a scale. Yep. I go to the doctor, they ask me to step on the scale, I turn around. Okay. Um little things like yep. that. That help, yep. Right, that that I yep. know that I know that this could spiral me, so I'm not even going to put myself yep. in that position. Yep. Um, I will never tell anyone that they need to finish all of their food, that they should eat something that they shouldn't. Yep. I will never tell anyone through trauma that they look really good. Mm. Um, I'll those those are just little things. Yeah. What that, would, what would you tell somebody through trauma? Oh right gosh. Now? Like honestly, what? Well, I don't. I guess it depends on what the person's going through as exactly. to what they might need to hear. So yeah, I think it's just it's dependent. I think it's sometimes people just need you to sit with them and not say anything. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think we miss the art of that. We just want to make sure we have all the right words to say, which um, they can't hear them anyway. Exactly. So I think just being there for those people and the trauma can manifest in a lot of different ways. Sure. Um, so just, just being mindful of, you know, your friend and, and seeing something and, and not being afraid to be like, huh, it's, you know, I've noticed this. Yeah. Can you, can you tell yeah. me about what's going on? Not being obviously accusatory or anything like that, but, um, if someone would have maybe brought it to my attention, mm-hmm. I think that would have maybe had me start earlier versus mm-hmm. a five-year journey mm-hmm. of figuring it out myself. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, if, if we're stepping on a scale or if we're approving or disapproving of ourselves so easily, we're, we're living with volatility that we don't really need to. Because mm-hmm. the truth is, let's say you weighed yourself once a month yeah. or once a week. That's still better than every day because it will go up totally. and down based on all, all sorts of variables, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so then you have this ability to keep an open door for the temptation to go down a bad road. Exactly. Or, yeah. I think you just have to know yourself mm-hmm. and, and what quote-unquote triggers you yeah right I think that's a buzzword now but and they're just making those steps to be like I don't need this a part of my life right now yeah and knowing places or things like that are triggersome to you and just setting expectations the cabin's really hard for me Mm. there's a lot of food around all the time that I don't normally eat but coming in with a prayerful heart to be like okay I'm gonna overeat this week and it's gonna be okay yeah and just like prepping myself for this this type of week summer's mm-hmm. hard there's mm-hmm. always things mm-hmm. but the next day it's okay right again not punishing myself and allowing that cycle to take root again right let's pause a second if you are enjoying the real deal with rachel in a way subscribe rate and review it i appreciate your support all right back to the real deal I do think that we can be one that also curses our body. Mm-hmm. And we are spirit. We have a soul. Mm-hmm. We live in a body. Mm-hmm. But we're not body. Yeah. Just remember, we are spirit. That's who we are. So so often we can curse our body. I And I heard a speaker once, and she said she went, stood naked in front of a mirror, and she apologized to mm-hmm. her body. Thighs, I'm so sorry. I, you know, And mm-hmm. I really thought about that. I thought, 
Jesus went through and he cursed the fig tree when his disciples were walking with him. And then later, you know, they came back through that, that same area again. And a couple of days later, and the disciples were like, look at that tree. It just withered. Mm-hmm. Why would we curse something right. and think it's going to get better on us? Right. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's going to go through some sort of poisoning, withering, bad mm-hmm. thing. And we do that to ourselves so yeah. easily instead of blessing it. You know, like, I bless you. And I bless you. To, thank you for taking care of me and housing my mm-hmm. the spirit. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I am the temple, so I'm going to take care of my temple. Yep. We, we would want to take care of it. But to, to obsess over it, it's kind of like the person that cannot have one thing out of place in their house. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you would feel good to just be welcomed in, mm-hmm. right? I like to tidy in order, too. But my, my point is, we're not going to do it perfectly, but to keep it ready to house the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Drink water. Sleep well. Mm-hmm. Get good sleep, right? Yeah. Good sleep. Sleep is rest from God. You know, eat. Yeah, eat, and you I need think I felt that in a new way after um, having a baby. And, like, I'm currently pregnant now, so I'm also in that, like, season of, like, look at what my body is doing. Right. And look at how God created my body to be able to sustain life. And, yes, my body looks different, but... <laughs> Look at everything that God has made it to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't even have to think about it. Just right. does it. It's happening. Right now you're growing a brain. Literally. What's happening this week? I don't know. What They're getting this new piece of, you know what I mean, when you exactly. follow the pregnancy. So, okay, let's just talk for a second, and we may be going around the corner on this, about the goodness of God to take it from where it was yeah. to right now. Mm-hmm. God, if I never have a husband, if I never yeah. have a family, Lord, whatever, like just that he meets us. Mm-hmm. And then doesn't stop there because yeah. he's so good. You do have a husband. Yeah. You do have a beautiful mm-hmm. little girl. You are pregnant to get, you know, like literally just the goodness for him to bring more for you. It's so funny. I remember one of my worst eating days. I think it was July 4th of 2018. Mm. It was the, literally the day that um, Josh and I had texted. Really? We were both seeing other people, okay. but we were kind of like texting in this yeah. like friendship way. And... God took the next six months to heal me before I met Josh. And just the timing of that in itself is so so gracious to be able to come into um, a marriage relationship without all of that. It would have been so hard. Um, And Josh would have had to obviously come alongside me and work through that. But just a blessing to do all of that work Mm -hmm. um, before that. And I just got, I, I, I was ready. I mean, God had taught me so much within those five years. Yeah. And like I said, eating is just, that was the, how it all manifested. Mm-hmm. All of it's deeper than that, yep. right? And we and I walked through all of that with Jesus. And then he was able to, mm-hmm. to give me the best person he's ever given me. Yeah. So I love I'm it. just really thankful. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's such a blessing to watch. The other thing that I would say just to you is... I think when somebody knows who they are in Christ and has been loved well by him, like mm-hmm. really receives it and believes it, you know, yeah. our, our thinking informs our behavior. So once yeah. you really do think, this is what he feels and says about me, it's noticeable in you. Mm-hmm. Because, of, I mean, nobody wants to have everybody hate them. I'm not saying that. Right. You kind of have a, what you see is what you get. This is who I am. I like you if you don't like me. Okay. I, I'm not, you know what I mean? No, that's totally And my that's demeanor. what's yeah. really, really, I believe, attractive about you is because 
when people feel like I will be anything I can all the time because I want you to love me. That's different than Paul saying, I'll become all things to all people so that by all means I might win some. He's just saying I can chameleon a little bit to reach. Yeah. Different than I'll chameleon to be accepted. Totally. That's two very different things. Very different. And I, I believe you're flexible and able to morph and transform, but in your core of who you are, that's not going to get you loved. And mm-hmm. that's what I think is really beautiful about yeah. you. And I, that's a God thing it, it that he made that him. rebar in yeah. you that's solid down, mm-hmm. you know, and then the rest builds from it. Totally. And my marriage is different because yeah. of it, right? Yeah. Because of my foundation and what I know about who Jesus says about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm able to build off that as a wife, as a mom, right? Mm-hmm. Where is my source coming from? Yep. Um, and it's, I mean, it's a huge, it's just, it's everything that I've learned, mm-hmm. right? Within that five-year journey that I wouldn't, it was so hard. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't think I was going to survive. But like all of the fruit that has come from it, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Because he's just doing a good work. Yeah. Right? A grain of wheat has to die yeah. to live anew. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want the process that really is our best thing. Yeah. That we go through. All right. Well, I just think it's so beautiful. And I, I'm i really glad you shared because I believe people are going to have freedom somehow. I hope like, so. We don't even have to give eight steps for people just to know Jesus is the answer and he's for you. Yes. And then out of anything, or you know, mm-hmm. so that's really, really good. Yeah, I would suggest if you're kind of struggling, like read the book of Galatians because it is like all about freedom and yep. your freedom in Christ. Yep. And, um, and that really helped me um, during that season. Yep. And, and Paul's really, he's... He's kind of chastising him a little bit, but he's also kind of saying, you had it. Yes. It was just Christ. And mm-hmm. now you're adding all this stuff. Exactly. Why do you add all this stuff? Well, we don't add circumcision anymore, but we add food. Mm-hmm. We add certain days, certain ways you should read your Bible, certain places you should go, certain places you shouldn't go. Yep. We add <laughs> stuff. And he's just like, guys, don't let anybody present you with a gospel that isn't the gospel. Yep. And it's so, it's such a good warning. It's a, such a good warning for the church. It's such a good warning for the world. It's like, it's it's mm-hmm. really, yeah, and freedom is the banner. So, wow. Well, I think we have covered the topic somewhat <laughs> well. Is there anything else you would like to say or would you be willing to pray for whoever's on the other end? Or I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, I'm just saying no, I'll, I'll definitely pray for Yeah. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. And you know, one other thing I want just everybody to hear is that you are beloved of God. <laughs> and I think when I have seen women who do know that, to me, they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, they wouldn't necessarily maybe even know that they're exuding the love of Christ because we maybe say, oh, this dress, this outfit, this pair of shoes, this makeup. Right. But I can see people that have the shoes, the dress, the makeup, and don't feel loved, and it doesn't come across that way either. Mm -hmm. I mean, right, Marilyn Monroe, iconic beauty, didn't think well of herself or didn't think much of who she was. And so my point is... Be loved. God loves you, and uh, he has really good things for you, too. So accept yourself, but accept yourself in the beloved. That's the key. So go ahead and pray, and then I'll pray for you if that's okay. Lord, we just thank you for this time. We we thank you for who you are and what you've done for us. And we just we pray over those who may have just a difficult relationship with food. We pray for those who are struggling. And we just pray, Lord, freedom over them. And we know that for freedom that you have set them free. And I just pray that they would believe that and pray that you would come alongside them as they walk through 
a really difficult journey. And we just pray, God, we thank you for uh, the fact that we don't have to submit to a yoke of slavery. We don't have to submit to what the world says makes us beautiful, mm-hmm. to a certain weight, to whatever it is that the world is telling us. We um, we get to submit to you, and that it's such a beautiful picture of the gospel. So we just thank you for that, and we just pray that you would put people resources um, in their lives, Lord, for those who are struggling, and just pray that they would be encouraged, Lord, that there is freedom in you. Yes, God. Thank you, God, for this time, and thank you for what you're doing in uh, Lisa's life. Thank you for just the fact that if we go through something, God, you don't even want it just to be for us. It's usually for other people as well, and that we can be a blessing to those who Um, maybe need whatever it is that we've endured. So I thank you for her willingness to share. And I just speak a blessing over her right now in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you from the top of her head to the soles of her feet that you're going to bless her. And God, for this little one growing inside of her, we just declare and decree in Jesus' name, you will bow your knee to the King. God has good, good plans for you. And I thank you for um, who she is, God, that she really opened herself up to all of your goodness, and it shines through her so quickly and easily to others. And so, Lord, bless Lisa today, and I thank you, God, that you've got good plans for her. And, Father, I just pray for whoever's listening on the other end. I thank you that you're working in their lives, and I do pray, God, that there would be a situation that they could yield to you even now. Submit to God, because he really, really does love you and has a better plan for what Um, you might be trying to actually control right now. Mm -hmm. I just pray that you'd be able to open your hands and let go of anything you're grasping for and just keep those hands open so God can give you what he wants. And I thank you for this time and for the real deal. And God, I just pray you bless it. Bring it to people's ears. Bring it um, in front of those who would be encouraged. Thank you that you would continue to give me wonderful people, people who are the real deal to interview. And so I'm grateful. And I just want to close the way my dad prayed once when we were actually at the cabin. Mm -hmm. And he said this, Lord, we ask for all the people listening. We ask that you would help us be the best we can be. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate your time. Thanks, everybody. Go be the real deal. There's only one you. Go be it. (laughs) Thanks, sweetie. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me. Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.